everybody. Sorry I'm late. I am a uh, winemaker. I'm about to be named Man of the Year in Wine Industry Magazine or whatever. And my stepbrother, uh, my half-brother who owns the vineyard is selling it, so I'm going to kill him so I can have it all to myself. I just hope my new best friend Columbo doesn't find out what I did. You're listening to This Film Has Not Yet Created, the podcast where we make our own versions of movie sequels that never got made. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Steve Grande. Hi, sorry I'm late, but I am a super secret agent, but I'm also kind of a buffoon. So me and Anne Hathaway are going to go and we're going to go on a mission and uh, The Rock's going to be there to help us. But (gasps) it's a double cross. He's really a bad guy. But don't worry, he's only a bad guy in this movie because he hasn't gotten fully popular yet. (laughs) He's still playing heel. Get ready for that face turn. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Are you ready for it, Vin Diesel? <laughs> it's going to be ready for you. <laughs> uh, I forgot to mention, my name is Christopher Rivas. You might know that by now. You might not. But anyways, with us this week is a very funny guest, very close friend of the podcast. You've heard him for uh, Goodfellas. You've heard him for Half-Baked. He's part of the Waffle Junkies. Please welcome Mr. Leo Obregon. What? What? Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. Uh, sorry I'm running late, guys. Uh, you know, I'm running a very successful personal fitness uh, business <laughs> in the 1970s, and I'm cooking the books. So obviously, <laughs> I got to kill my partner, uh-huh. and that involves getting away with it. So sorry for uh, my tardiness, guys. <laughs> That's all right. Thank you for being with us, Leo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so today is a little bit different than than past episodes. Uh, it uh, we're here celebrating my birthday. Yay! Uh, yay! Hooray! Whoop, um, whoop. So in the pandemic, one of uh, I don't know how it started. It started, I guess, how everything starts in the pandemic. You're just like, ah, what's on TV? Oh, Columbo. I've always heard about it. Let's check it out. And then it was the most amazing thing. So Columbo quickly became my favorite TV show. <laughs> and I have just been watching all of Columbo this whole pandemic. And uh, as this episode was coming up, I was like, Steve, you know, I think I want to do a Columbo thing. And he's like, all right, we got to find out who we should do it with. And then Leo out of nowhere is like, hey, guys, I love Columbo. You want to do a Columbo thing? <laughs> so it just worked out so perfect. I'm surprised to hear that you just started hear- watching that show. I I remember as a kid watching it, like my dad was really into it. And so he would have these episodes on. And it was always about like at the time when it was first airing about like technology, how like you could trick the detectives using like an answering machine, which was like brand new technology right. back then. Right. Um, so it just stuck out. And then I saw it on, like you said, like on Peacock and on these streaming services where you could like watch old TV, like Cheers and yeah. like. Frasier and uh man I was I was like hooked I couldn't believe that it was like a time travel device back to my childhood it was crazy and uh one thing too is that like I don't know if that Columbo was the first I don't feel like he was but he was just the best because like I've, I've tried to watch similar quirky detective tv shows you know like Monk or Psych or whatever else and they always they just fall flat they're no Columbo they're no Columbo. <laughs> yeah, suck it, I don't monk. know if he's the first. <laughs> I don't think he's the monk. first, but he's definitely the best, dude. Columbo he's the just... the original monk. He's so, like, personable. You just love him. You want to root for him. You know? And 
Okay, so he's he plays he plays a guy that acts like a buffoon, but he's so good natured that no one ever gets too angry at him because it's just this adorable old man routine. Uh, <laughs> but what's really great watching an episode is like realizing that this guy is a killer and this guy and when i say killer i don't mean an actual killer i mean like, <laughs> yeah, he's never the killer this guy knows, there's a killer and it's never him. yeah it's never him uh <laughs> this guy knows exactly what he's doing at all times and yeah. he's just playing these people and i i don't know if i get if people back in the day were just more gullible and took people more like honest but i don't i don't know if you could get away with a show like this right now like <laughs> with it with a character like this when everybody is so skeptical of everyone everything's else, so jaded you know? these days yeah 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 that's true it's either that or or the the cop shows the detective shows are so over the top with the like psychology and the drama and like yeah the 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 do not free uh of like you know the law and order S svus mm. and shit you know where they're just like staring into the person's eyes well, and slamming their hand on the desk you know and, we'll, and the we'll, guy we'll, just confesses we'll explore this more in a in a moment but I, one thing about colombo that i really enjoy is that not only are you along for the ride of this mystery but a you know who did it it's just a matter of watching colombo figure it out and try to catch them but B, uh, most of the time, Columbo's in a situation where he's not familiar, so he's learning. So we're learning as the audience as well. So you watch an episode of Columbo, you learn a little something. You know, like that, that doesn't happen oh, when you watch Law and Order. When you watch not... Law and Order, it's like you learn how to rape and murder someone. Like it's terrible. It's not the they good thing to be learning. They deconstruct the headline. <laughs> you know, they just take like a, like a gruesome thing from yesterday's yeah. newspaper and then they just like reverse engineer it for you. Uh, it's not as satisfying. Yeah. It's, it's also the fact that it feels like in those shows, they try to write in smart material just to either just like pass as like, this could legit be uh, how it works. Like with fingerprints Mm -hmm. or blood samples in a lab. Um, But yeah, they're never teaching you how to do it. They're never, giving you a full understanding of the process of how you take a blood sample from something and, and everything like that where Columbo. And I, you know, I just think it's because it's an older show and like uh, you, they get more time to play. They, you know, each episode yeah. is an hour and a half long. They're movies. And, yeah. And like, I don't know, like when I think of TV shows that have come out in the past couple of years, like there's an episode of Brooklyn nine, nine that sticks out in my mind where they had the guy, um, from This Is Us on it, and like Sterling K. Brown, yeah, 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 and he is he's just like he's in an er- interrogation, and the whole thing is just them going in and out of the interrogation, and I'm like, wow, that is like the first time I've seen in a while where like the the concept of the episode is simple. There's nothing extravagant or any places they have to go. And they get to just focus on this guy who is a really good actor and give him all these parts and all these roles. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, all these lines uh, during the episode to really make a meal out of it and make it interesting that way. And that's what Columbo did every single episode. And that William Shatner episode that we watched last week, like I thought it was, 
it was incredible because you get to see these guys like it was Peter Falk versus William Shatner. <laughs> yeah. And sense, they went toe yeah. to toe and it was just great to see. Yeah. Especially when since it's like that episode was like a parody of its of like the own show of its <laughs> of Columbo. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it was very much commentating on Columbo as a property in of itself. Um, but enough about that. Let's get into what we're thinking, right? So obviously Columbo is a series, uh, so we wouldn't be writing a sequel. We were just going to write another thing that would be in that series. And I also thought we should switch things up a little bit this week. So instead of each of us doing a different story, we decided to, we sat down and we sort of hashed out some basic details about what our plot is. And then we each took a portion. So one of us wrote a beginning scene. One of us wrote a middle scene. One of us wrote an ending scene. But other than that initial talk about like what those details are, we haven't talked. So we don't know how these are going to connect <laughs> or mm -hmm. if they'll really connect that well. And I'm just <laughs> excited to see what happens and if it actually works and is a cohesive story. <laughs> you know? I, I'm almost gonna be disappointed if it does like match the <laughs> like, like, a little bit of a letdown. <laughs> but it's not likely. Yeah. Uh <laughs> so Leo, you wrote our beginning scene. Uh why don't you uh let us know, you know, what, what your inspiration was for it or, or like um maybe should we tell the audience what our what our ideas were, our our basic things before we get into this reading? Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think so, think? right? Yeah, that's fair game. Yeah, so the uh, we we had decided that uh, we would set it. It doesn't have to be specifically modern day, but we're all comedians, improv people in Chicago. We know a lot about that world, and it'd be funny to put Columbo into that world. So we thought we would put Columbo in a situation where he's investigating a murder that took place within like an improv school or or theater and that the victim uh whose name is michael b funny <laughs> got got killed uh by his teacher uh basically just by committing to a bit for instance if the teacher shot him with a pantomimed gun then he committed to the bit so hard that he died and then colombo has to figure out <laughs> the whole thing it's really mm -hmm. stupid. Um, it's it's beautiful in its simplicity. I, I think two things. We are in Chicago, improv scene. You write what you know, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the other thing is that, like you mentioned, see, the, the Columbo episodes give you that kind of like uh, introductory course on something, you know, mm -hmm. like some new technology or whatever, some fad or craze and so it's like an opportunity to do that for Columbo with improv and that's just like oh when we yeah. thought of it it was just perfect yeah so uh I think we decided on poison was the actual <laughs> pantom like mm -hmm. improv poison fake poison <laughs> pantomime to poison uh but uh I think that's about it uh, uh Leo I think wrote it's our pretty clear I think, I think Leo wrote the, the intro scene yeah and uh, typically in a Columbo episode, you don't see, if for anyone who is not familiar with Columbo, Columbo doesn't show up immediately. He comes partway through. The beginning of it is actually seeing the murder happen and learning the backstory. 
Uh, so that's pretty much what what where Leo, uh, I think, took us, right? Yes, exactly right. Right. Uh, you actually don't see Columbo in my my scene or my opening part. Great. Uh, the the only other thing I think we should mention is the title of our episode of Columbo is called Yes and One More Thing. <laughs> one more thing. It's a solid title. Uh, one more thing. Yeah. That's why this this is like so much of the Columbo's comedy was the physical, was the mm-hmm. the like, you know, the way he chewed the cigar and had the rumpled coat and just kind of like his whole demeanor, you know, that couldn't yeah. be like scripted so much so if you haven't seen a Columbo episode please like go go watch it it's definitely uh, like physical comedy lesson for sure yeah uh all right well Leo let's get into your script my friend let's do this okay uh so we're gonna go ahead and cast this out should we stay for the whole script uh this is a little different so I think we um, stay as much as we can okay for the same characters I have Michael B. Funny, I have the teacher, I have the narrator, and I also have a little bit of Samantha. So I don't know who wants to play Samantha. I was thinking being uh, the teacher. Okay, yeah. But then that would, I don't know if that's going to lock us into our further scripts. Is that, a, I, is that okay? That's fine with me. Yeah, I was planning on having you as the teacher and Chris as Columbo. Okay. All right. So, so then, then for this one, I'll read... Michael be funny. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then uh Chris, you want to do I mean uh Steve, you want to do narrator and Samantha? Sure. All right. All right. Okay. So <laughs> the very beginning part, we're just all gonna go and then it'll jump right into the teacher. All right. You guys ready for this? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. <laughs> Bunny, 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 bunny. Great job, everyone, especially you, Samantha. Nice physical heightening. Now, I know you all have completed level one at the Chicago Academy of Improv Olympians, but you are never too old to rehash fundamentals. Remember, yes and. You never want to deny another performer. If your partner introduces something new to the scene, you must go along. If your partner places you in the desert, you must become hot and sweaty. If your partner places you floating in space, then you must become weightless. Yes, Michael. Very good. It's very important that you commit to the scene until the end. The audience can have no doubt You must commit to the reality of the scene as if your life depended on it. Now, can I get a volunteer to start the last exercise for today's class? Anyone? Yes, you, Michael. I knew I could count on you and your enthusiasm. Yeah. Okay, let's take our final break. We'll meet back here in five. Class breaks up into groups while teacher checks his phone. Michael, you were hilarious in that scene as a walrus farmer. (laughs) Thanks. You're so funny, too. Sorry I made you my grandma. I think the dynamic called for it. Sometimes you just got to go with the flow of the energy in the moment, you know? It's improv, am I right? So are you seeing any shows after class? Actually, the house team asked me to join their set. 
That's insane. Isn't Chris Red hosting the main stage show tonight? He's on SNL. Wait, I thought you had to finish the conservatory program before they let you audition. I mean, that's great, Michael. <laughs> yeah, the, the theater manager okayed it. She said I can even skip levels three and four and audition for Lauren Michaels directly. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful, everyone? I'm just going to go return a phone call to my agent. He won't <laughs> stop calling. Teacher steps out into the hallway. He checks that no one is around. He pantomimes a water bottle. He holds the no exist, the non-exist uh, water bottle in one hand and dramatically unscrews the cap. He pretends to transfer the cap into the right hand holding the pretend bottle. He pulls out a vial in from his pocket and with his free left hand and holds out his thumb and pointer finger in the shape of the letter C as if he was holding a small medicine vial. He bites the cork on the top of the make-believe glass tube and pours the contents into the water bottle in his right hand. As he walks in, Michael is telling uh, a behind-the-scenes story about working as an extra in television. So I'm just sitting there making a snap with my iPhone, waiting for them to call the extras, when Dick Wolf introduces himself and asks me if I would like to do a starring role as Chicago G&E. Isn't that show ripped from the headlines for about Chicago's sexiest gas and electric utilities workers? <laughs> All right, everyone. Let's finish up today's class with one final exercise. I have in my hand a bottle of water, and Michael's character is going to want to drink it desperately. But I will not let him, okay? Michael turns dramatically at the teacher and stares at him intensely for many seconds until the teacher begins to get uncomfortable. No? Michael throws himself at the teacher's feet. I'm pleading with you. Whatever I say, whatever I do, do not let me drink that water. What? Don't you know what could happen? I'm begging you. Please don't. Oh, okay, fine. Here's the water. You win. Michael snatches the bottle from the teacher's hands. He squeezes the bottle so hard you can he actually hear a crunch of recycled plastic. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> his shirt is soaking wet as he goes in the, in the empty air. <laughs> he stops at once and is frozen in terror. He then clutches his throat, making choking noises. In a loud drop, he falls to the floor, dead. <sighs> Fade to black. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Hell yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Wait a second. That, I thought that was better than the original idea that we had worked out. And I was like, yes, we just have to go with the poison. Yeah. That was so good. You guys came up so with that. Funny. <laughs> Yo, dude, I, I want to say that uh, we, Chris and I have been joking recently 
about because uh, we saw all these Chicago shows. We were like, why not Chicago Transit? <laughs> and it would be shot the same way, but it's a parody, a half hour parody. And like, then we started like building on it and we were like, okay. So then there's Chicago construction workers that like are, are part of the universe, but they always like try, they'll be like both parties will be at a bar, but they'll try to like steal focus with whatever drama is going on there. So I definitely want to say that uh now <laughs> Chicago now the gas and electric <laughs> company is on it. <laughs> Chicago utilities. I was just picturing like because they over sexualize everything, so everyone's like like bare chested, you know, yeah. like the Chicago G and E logo right. all sexy and shit on their like they're, they're, they're only wearing rubber gloves. <laughs> 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 yeah i mean it's so, just re- getting ridiculous i mean those shows they're not even like s- scripted they're barely like gibberish <laughs> that's what they're yeah. doing oh yeah, there is no supervisor that's like oh no no wait <laughs> you said you went to the bahamas last year not two years ago <laughs> <laughs> i'm yeah, glad you that liked was, it that yeah. was a good intro <laughs> I think that's a good a good tone setter for Columbo. We know who what happened, <laughs> even if nobody else does. I I like I yeah, like that in the uh, in the scene. I mean, yeah. No, I I like that, and I wonder how many Columbos like start this way. Also, if you're playing the this film is not yet created drinking game, uh, I have never <laughs> seen Columbo, so drink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I I wonder how many Columbos start with the murderer like tricking the murderee into like in this instance taking the poison willingly in front of people and you trying to, to build like, their alibi <laughs> against that. Well, I would say usually it's it's less. It's usually in private. I would say mm. more. It's more private than in public. However, uh, it does happen in public sometimes. So, <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, so that's the intro, the cold open, basically. So before we get to seeing Columbo himself, the Columbo intros are usually very cool. There's like music running and it's usually mm-hmm. like classical suspense, horror music. And yeah. there's not a lot of dialogue because you're watching it all play out. And then that's what Columbo's going to solve. You know, yeah. it's, it's like this like 15 minute scene of like a guy moving stuff around a crime scene before the crime happens. So, so I wanted to get a little bit of that with the like, outside in the hallway scene so that was uh the beginning scene i wrote a middle scene now typically uh i didn't write the first time that colombo meets the the suspect the 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 killer this is a scene that takes place a few minutes later further down the line they've already gotten to know each other a little bit and colombo's snooping around okay (laughs) uh so this is um I'll be reading the stage directions here, and I'll be reading Columbo. Uh, Leo, you're going to be reading the role of Everett. Everett's the teacher. Everett is the name of the teacher. Uh, and then Classic Steve... douchey name. Yeah. Sorry, Everett's of the world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Steve, you'll be reading Samantha. Right. And then uh, I do have one more character that's just a voice that I think... Uh... 
it doesn't matter. Oh, let's have Steve read it. Uh, all right, so this is the middle scene. Interior, small theater day. We see an acting slash improv class in session. Two students are standing on stage improvising. Everett, the instructor, sits front center. The rest of the students sit watching. Columbo walks in and sits in a chair in the back. And see. Columbo and the class clap. Columbo's enthusiastic clapping continues longer than the rest of the class. Everett and the rest of the class turn around to look at Columbo. Oh, sorry, but that was wonderful. Lieutenant, you cannot just enter this class. This is supposed to be a safe place. Oh, I'm sorry, everyone. I'm from the police. I'm investigating. What happened to Michael? Is there anything we can do to help? Well, I don't want to be a bother. I didn't mean to interrupt. It's okay. Lieutenant? Columbo, ma'am. Columbo. My name is Samantha. Would you like to sit in on class today? Samantha? Oh, if it's not too much trouble. Fine. It's up to the class. Are you all okay if we add one more today? Yeah, yeah okay, sure. Fine. sure, it's That's fine. Yeah, I mean, whatever. They didn't pay $40 for this class like we did. Yeah. <laughs> well, grab a seat, Lieutenant. Two more up. Actually, it may help the lieutenant if we, if he were to participate. Would you like to try? Oh, I don't want to take anyone else's turn. It's okay. You'll be my partner. Samantha. It's all right, Everett. Here, come on. Samantha grabs Columbo's hand and leads him on stage. Okay. We're just going to... We're going to, uh, sorry, we're just going to, sorry, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. Okay, <laughs> we're just improvising short scenes. You mean making it up off the top of your head? Exactly. Don't worry. Just say whatever the first thing that pops in your head is. Okay. Great. Let's get a suggestion of a location to get them started. Kitchen! I, I heard kitchen. Okay, you're in a kitchen. Take it away. Samantha starts to pantomime a cutting motion. Columbo stands and really looks to see what she's doing. Would you pass me the cucumbers? Columbo looks around. What? The cucumbers. Would you get them for me, please? Columbo looks out to the audience, lost. Go on, get her the cucumbers. I don't... Where are they? Where would you keep your cucumbers? Well, my wife always keeps them in the fridge. So go to the fridge. Get the cucumbers. Get her. Where is it? Where is it? Wherever you want it to be. Here? Sure. Columbo gestures, grabbing something, and turns to hand it to Samantha. Hold hold on a second. If the cucumbers are in the fridge, you need to open the door, right? Oh, right. Are they in the crisper? Oh, I don't know, sir. Decide. Okay, yes. So show us. Open the door. Find the drawer. Pull out the cucumbers. Columba goes back to pantomiming, opening a door, opening a drawer, grabbing cucumbers. He turns to walk to Samantha. Don't forget to close the door. You'll let out all the cold air. Oh, 
Sorry, ma'am. Columbo turns back around and tries to close the door, but he's in a different area of the stage. Opa! That's not where the fridge was. Remember where the fridge was? Remember the drawer was open? How heavy was the door? How big was the handle? You must consider all of this. Columbo returns to where the fridge originally was. He takes the time to close the drawer and carefully close the fridge door. All the time, he still pretends to carry the cucumbers. Yes! Great! You remembered to hold the cucumbers. I did? Yes! You hadn't given them to Samantha yet. You remembered. You committed. Committed what? To the reality of the world you built together. As long as this scene goes on, there will be a fridge in that spot with a crisper right there. And two missing cucumbers. Okay. And two missing cucumbers. I see. I think I'm getting it. Yes, Lieutenant. I think you are. Everett looks at his watch. That's time for today, everyone. Auditions for a new show have been posted in the hall. Make sure you sign up. You should audition too, Lieutenant. Oh, no, ma'am. My wife's the one with the talent. <laughs> Don't sell yourself short. No, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> As Samantha goes to grab her purse and exit, Everett approaches her. We still on for dinner? Pick me up at eight. Samantha exits. Uh, now, Lieutenant, what did you want to see me about? And <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so I, I started writing that, and I felt like I could have written 20 more pages <laughs> about... I loved it. Yeah, about their, their interaction. You could have gotten into the whole next scene. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, but I, I felt I like, that was, the, like that was good enough there. <laughs> the the Columbo like curmudgeoning the the whole improv like what is improv like all like per, almost like purposefully messing it up you know if you yeah. know Columbo from the show he's like all physical comedy you know <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah 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 so in the episode that we watched he just wanders onto a set <laughs> and, and in the background is like fucking up their scene by like William Shatner's acting and he has no idea that he's behind him but he's in like it's like a city view so like he's walking out in the middle of the sky um, but yeah no I agree like I feel like this part of the scene is of a Columbo episode is what like uh, avid fan tunes in for is to see how he initially interacts to the to the uh, like atmosphere situation that he's going to be in the rest of the episode mm -hmm. and uh you know i just thought this was really funny because there was parts of it where i emphasized with everett where i'm like oh my god how could you fucking forget two two feet away from you where that fridge was <laughs> or, or like or you know just like to commit that there's a fridge or know what they're talking about and i think it's because they're because we've been doing this for so long or we had we've had initial interest in improv it's like when we watch those things, we we're watching and learning, and then we go up there and try to redo it. Where there are some people that just don't have that and are like completely <laughs> lost, and like I just got to remind myself to like breathe and like don't get yeah. 
don't get too out of sorts because you're you're good at this one thing naturally and other people have a hard time trying to figure it out <laughs> well i also think it's it's uh uh what this scene illustrates is that colombo much like michael b funny colombo is a sort of a natural you know <laughs> he walks in off the street and picks it up immediately and is um you know, uh, I think this is a good building off that initial scene. Uh, we establish here that, uh, you know, maybe the teacher and Samantha have a little bit of a relationship going on, too. I, I and... love that that's subtle. Like, in, in the first scene and this scene, it's not, like, over the top, you know? Yeah. I wanted him to be, like, extra gross. Like, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Mike Birbiglia and Don't Think Twice. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> It's super gross. You'll hear more about that next week, folks. <laughs> um, Teaser. Yeah. yeah, that's a good. I think that's a good, uh, a good middle area scene because it, yeah, it establishes that, and it establishes with Columbo the idea of committing to the scene or committing to the bit that's happening. Uh, he gets to really learn more about that. So, I think, I think we should move and see how the ending. Ties it all together. Hey, sure. This almost is. This has been too lined up. Too like. <laughs> it's been pretty uh, good so far. I'm hoping for a total disaster. So we'll see what happens. Well, I will. <laughs> I will say that Chris, yours had very little to do with like the nuts and bolts of the detail of it sure how, did. how this <laughs> sure did. happened. <laughs> it um, was mostly. I just wanted to have a scene with like Columbo as a first time improviser. And getting to learn a little bit about what that world means. Yeah. And then by by him learning about it, the audience can learn about it too. Yeah. No, you, you know? nailed it. You you absolutely nailed it. It's just, you know, the, then we get to mine and I'm like, okay, I got to wrap up all this stuff. <laughs> but I have no idea. So uh, I'll, I'm not going to say anything more. It's just. He really just put it. you under the bus on this one. When, but when, oh, when you, when you yeah. read. When you read this, it'll it'll all make sense. Uh, all right. So, Chris, you'll be playing Columbo, and okay. Leo, you will be playing Everett. And you are the only two uh, at this, or well, you're two of the very few that are at the end of the night for this dive bar. All right, here we go. Sure. All right. Columbo and Everett sit in a booth far in the back of the dive bar. It is, about to it is about closing time, and only a few fellow patrons remain. We pick up with them mid-conversation. I was just blown away when you pulled that trout out of your pants and said, <laughs> <laughs> Honey, dinner tonight is going to be real good. <laughs> well, I, I wrote, ha, 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 ha. I think, I think this is genuine. Still, I love that. <laughs> Trout in your pants. <laughs> it's, it's all about tying it back to the beginning. If you can do that, you're in the clear. Uh, speaking of tying, uh, I might have tied on one too many. You comedians are hard to keep up with. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lieutenant, I'm sorry your investigation couldn't have been more fruitful. I hope you find justice for Michael. I hope so, too. Just remember, your investigation wasn't a mistake. It was only an opportunity. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, what? Yes, and. <laughs> Very good. Yes, and, yes, and. Yes, and. One more thing. Did you get your bag from backstage? Yep, but uh, sure did. He holds Oops. up his laptop bag. Oh, no, I meant your bag that looks like this. Columbo pantomimes pulling a bag out of his jacket pocket. The moment grows tense as the two ends examine the invisible bag. Now, now I found this bag in Samantha's locker backstage. It was under some of her clothes, but directly under a red hoodie that you let her borrow the night after she stayed over at your place. Sir, I would like for you to know that those bags are given out by the theater <laughs> as a gift for completing level one. <laughs> Everyone has a bag like that in their life. <laughs> but not every one of them had this in it. Columbo pantomimes pulling a vial of poison out of the bag. (laughs) (laughs) While I was backstage during the show, I noticed that there were only two lockers that had vials in these bags. Samantha's and yours. Out of all the lockers, they were the only two. They were only you two. Wait, you went through our stuff while we were on stage? Uh, yeah, a janitor caught me, but I was so old man adorable about it. He just let me be. You know what? I'm going to shift gears here for the first time. I'm going to be honest with you people. Um, okay. Yeah, I was going to go into this whole big thing about how you slyly placed the vial of poison in her locker and how it played into her bigger scheme of doing it while distracting the rest of the class with ice cream man, but... I just don't care anymore. Usually I can keep up my act of being a clueless old man to gain more information. But when I'm around people that commit to bits all day, every day, I just don't have the energy to keep up. So I'm just going to arrest you. (laughs) I'm under arrest? Excuse me? But what about the fact that I was seen in the box office moments before Sally found the body? Yeah, there was a secret door on the other side. I saw it minutes after I walked in the theater. So wait, how long did you know I was the murderer? Five minutes into the first class I sat in on. Then why did you follow me around all that time when you knew a week ago? You know how it is when your wife wants you to get out of the house. (laughs) (laughs) Stop it with your cute that are so relatable. <laughs> You're right. I'll drop the act. Uh, I'm just a bored old man. I've been doing this for decades, and I was about to give you a big finish, but then I realized how far I've fallen. I used to bust Hollywood movie stars, highly respected doctors, powerful politicians, but now I'm arresting improv teachers. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> So you're going to arrest me without telling me how I did it? I think you're full of it. Shut your mouth, jabroni. Or the butt of my pistols is going to grumpy old man on the left side of your face. 
Columbo lights up a fat cigar and whips out jet black aviators. He puts them on in one quick motion. I could tell you, but you aren't worth it. And this is the 112th case I've uh, that I've had. So I'm just going to mail it in. A bunch of policemen burst in behind Columbo, all twirling clubbing sticks and saying, Columbo smiles, raises his gun in the air and says, Take him away, boys. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. <laughs> Freeze fame with the producer's credit. Hold for 10 seconds and then fade to black. The end. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> literally at the point in the script where I go, ah, screw it. I'm just kidding. That was literally me going, ah, screw it. I'm not going to try to guess. I mean, dude, I, that's what I would have done. Otherwise, you would have had to watch like 15 hours, which is just two episodes, really. Oh, of my Columbo, God. So. I yeah. I would have just had to surmise from our meeting, like, <laughs> what the whole, the whole conceit of this, like, Pepe Sylvia strings and shit. First of all, I mean, <laughs> that was one of the funniest things you've ever written, Steve. That was so good. <laughs> oh, I thought you'd bag. hate it. I thought I you'd it. hate it. He that pulls we did out the bag and they're like, and they're like. All the improv, all the improv level one students get an improv. Bag. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> because it's true. It's, so it, it's a symbol that you get oh. jack shit. You get nothing. <laughs> it's so, so funny. It's that so was true. so funny. Oh, <laughs> in your pants, and it was real good. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, I was so... just going to start off with a big, ridiculous uh. joke. <laughs> I, I love it in the scene where they start off like mid-joke and they're both cracking mm -hmm. up about it. Like, I love that. So I, I just want to... Yeah. Like personally, let in uh, some inside baseball. So we've we've been on the road before, and like we will do sound checks like for our microphones so, like if we're playing big auditoriums and stuff and i'll always just be like hey say a final line so that we can practice the uh the sound cue coming in after the scene ends so like that's where <laughs> that's yeah. why i just thought of a couple of them and i was like all right honey dinner is tonight is gonna be real good <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh so funny yeah we used to do too like you would we would give each other the the punchline of a joke and then challenge each other to construct the actual like setup of that joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's some like kung fu comedian type, you know, uh, breaking bricks with your knuckles type of stuff. It was funny. Uh, that was such a funny script, Steve. And I I think it also fit in with the first two, and like, like like. Just the fact that he's like, he's like, oh yeah, I knew five minutes into the first class that I sat in on when the previous scene was him literally sitting in on a class for the first time. And like, it was just so perfect. Oh yeah. It actually worked. Like, I think we have an actual <laughs> beginning, middle and end to a Columbo story. I here. think, I think there's only one thing I have to like, as you were reading it, I was like, uh oh, that doesn't sync up. Uh, there was like only <laughs> one part. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, I think it's good to go. <laughs> right. No, it was beautiful, man. 
I I love the characters, just like the three simple characters. It's so simple. There isn't like a ton of extra stuff. It was, uh, you know, from the heart. When you talk about improv, you know, I know we're always talking like from the heart. All these jokes, they're like inside jokes of like things that we experience. Creepy teachers and, and like the overly successful student everyone's jealous of. Um, no, it was, it, was, it was funny as hell. I also I can see in a legit Columbo episode uh, because this one is so sort of different from a traditional Columbo. Uh, I could totally see the ending being a bunch of policemen <laughs> running and going. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how every episode ends. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like show music. It's like yeah, we we, we use the Betty Hill speed. <laughs> so they just like, chase the bad guy around the room for a few minutes. It, it's just one hundred of them quickly filing in. <laughs> when we shoot it, we'll have exit doors, so there'll only really be twenty, and then they'll just recycle right. back and right. forth. <laughs> yeah, they're doing that like waddle thing too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, they definitely have the hats on. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're they're English bobbies, even though they're in LA. <laughs> and then at one point, they're doing the conga line, and mm-hmm. the bad guy and the like <laughs> lieutenant are like in front of each other and then behind each other. <laughs> when when they're holding the billy clubs, do they? Hold them like with one hand and then smacking it into the other, saying "hut hut hut." Or do they, or do they twirl on the side? I think they're twirling on the twirling side. Twirling on yeah. the side. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know when t- when television was done right, people. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I actually want to watch this episode of Columbo. I, I think this is actually really entertaining. Uh, I mean, how uh, how like honestly, like imagine if you're watching an episode you've never seen before, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he's just like, "Ah, fuck it!" Like I'm yeah. <laughs> You improv people are just it's awesome. Fitting. I mean, that's his like that's his personality too. It's just so nonchalant. He's like, yeah. Ah, you know what I forgot. It's just beautiful. Yeah. Oh, you got the title in there. It was amazing. Yeah, that was. Of course, there's going to be a roll credits. What a what a joy. What a joy. Uh, yeah, guys, I think we did it. I'm surprised. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> I think we did it. <laughs> oh, so fun. Uh, Leo, I know we just had you on a couple weeks ago, uh, but give us any pitches or plugs you might have. Uh, just working with the Waffle Junkies, man. Just trying to get back out there. So there'll be stuff. Uh, I want to plug an earlier episode uh, of the Half Baked Two episode. Watch, listen to that. Mm-hmm. You know, just uh, share that. Subscribe to that single episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Patreon that episode. Maybe maybe donate money to that episode. Uh, it goes to a good cause. Yeah. Appreciate um, the artwork before donating. <laughs> Like, so like, true. like, definitely check out. Like, you want the whole experience? Check out that artwork because that artwork is amazing. Yeah. Big shout it's out layers. to Kira Redzanek, our artist. Uh, and yes, check us out on social media Twitter, Facebook. This film is not yet created. Patreon. 
Uh, we're on. We're going to be starting Twitch live streams of these recording sessions as well coming up. So check us out on Twitch as well, so you can be up to date on that. And any money that uh, any listeners, uh, obviously there are important things in the world that you should be giving your money to. Mm-hmm. But if you've got leftover cash and you want to send it our way, we will be 100% sure to spread that love with all of our guests and our artists and all of our contributors here at This Film Is Not Yet Created. Um, as Steve. well as putting into a pile for us to Scrooge McDuck swim upon. <laughs> well, yeah, we got a Huel. I mean, if you're not Hueling at least yeah. once in your life, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I feel like that's once the donations reach a certain level. At first, it's the indecent proposal kind of just swimming on the bed, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to heal one day so bad. Yep. (laughs) That's got to be like when they make Breaking Bad Land at Disney World. uh, There's got to be like a a heel ride where he just goes in and there's a big bed made of money that I can lay on. Oh my God. Why hasn't Albuquerque done that already? (laughs) Albuquerque could have their first theme park. real big <laughs> Gilligan land yeah. <laughs> no that's good oh. that's quality idea right there yeah. AMC yeah. I, just, yeah. I, just imagine, I just imagine that being like yeah we're called it Gilligan land because while there's a lot of stuff in Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul there's <laughs> not enough so we're going to use we're going to use this one episode that he directed on the X-Files that had Brian Cranston <laughs> guest right. star as a guy that's head was about to explode. So you're going to sit in the car and <laughs> pretend it's, to be that for the rest of right. the ride. It's all, it's all part of AMC world where they've got, you know, uh, <laughs> one where you can the just, walking sit. yeah, there's zombies. There's, there's one, there's one part where you just like sit in an indoor office and be misogynistic, uh, <laughs> cheat on your wife. Uh, there's, <laughs> you, you you write 1950s Coca-Cola commercials. Exactly. Yeah, they also put you to work, too. Like, you start off, like, drinking and womanizing, and then all of a sudden yeah. they're like, come on, pitch me to get what? You're, like, in a stupor, but I'm day drunk. Yeah. Somebody comes up and is like, I got the assistant pregnant. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> well, who are you? I want to go home. Somebody stop this ride. <laughs> and then at the end, you just like sit on a couch with that Chris guy and you just uh-huh. discuss it all. It just breaks it down for you. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Hardwick is there. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he's, also, he's also like the hologram that's like at the beginning of the ride as uh-huh. you're like standing in line <laughs> explaining <laughs> you everything. I just... <laughs> Stay tuned after the ride. <laughs> See what what I love. What I love the idea of somebody being stuck in that one ride and having a miserable time, and then looking t- to their partner and just being like, "This is why I wanted to go to Halt and catch fire <laughs> land." <laughs> Steve, this idea has legs. Steve, what do you got to pitch? What do you got to plug? Um, well, I, uh, I, I probably said this before on the podcast, um, but right now I'm I'm working with my mother and sister, and we run an Etsy shop. It's called Presents from the Heart. 
uh, super lame name, but it's adorable. Uh, so uh, you're you're gonna want to check it out if you're uh, celebrating any kind of birthday or graduation or anything. We make a bunch of cake toppers and other decorations. So check out presents from the heart on is Etsy. It, is it presents like gift or presents like here? Presents like gift. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's you know that's a good distinction. I think. Presents from the heart. <laughs> from the heart. Because these gifts ghost uh, uh, we'll arrhythmia website will live as a ghost to whoever you give these to. <laughs> uh, and if you buy a cake topper for yourself, we silently judge you. If you <laughs> if you if you put a, a really weird color, we'll judge you. <laughs> It's use a great code, sales pitch. Use code TFINYC for 2% off. I don't know. Just... If you message us and say, I heard about this on the podcast, I will give you half off. Hell yeah. Boom. There it is. But you got to come out. I'm not giving you a code or anything. You got to like message me directly and be like, I heard this on the podcast. I went half off and I will do it. Boom. There it is. You heard That's it here. Promo first. code Columbo. You heard it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Presence of the heart. Yeah, we'll actually, be here for you. <laughs> actually, it, I, I don't. I don't want. Uh, I don't want just that. I want. I'm, we're gonna have a passcode. So the passcode <laughs> is, honey. Tonight the dinner is gonna be real <laughs> good. So if you say that, I'll know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, just Go to presents for the heart. <laughs> presents for yeah. the heart on it. Um, I got a quick, uh, quick plug. I am uh, producing a show at the Annoyance. Going to be on the Annoyance's Twitch stream, Twitch.tv/AnnoyanceTheater, Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Central. It's called U Vision. It is an improvised, semi-musical show that incorporates. Uh, videos, photos, and voice messages submitted by audience members such as yourself before the show actually starts. So check us out. Um, I believe there's going to be one more show after this episode airs. So that's going to be Thursday the... Mm, I don't have a calendar. Sixth? Yeah, in May? Yeah. Uh, it is Thursday the sixth. Sixth. There we go. There we go. So check us out there and uh, check out the Annoyance Theater, theannoyance.com. You can donate. That's about all I got. I want to throw a huge big shout out again. I know we said it earlier to Kira, our artist, but also another huge big shout out to Josh, our editor. And uh, I think that's... I want to give one more shout out to oh. Leo for doing this. Like yes. recording three of three of these podcasts <laughs> in the past two weeks. So, right. Good job. Yeah, we did have to do half baked twice. That was so funny. <laughs> it was so good. We had to do it twice. That's right. That's right. Um, I would love to keep talking Columbo, but uh, instead, I need to murder my writing partner. So that I can have all the fame and fortune for myself. Oh, well, sorry I'm late, but me and Morgan Freeman are going to try to solve who's committing all these serial murders. <laughs> uh, and, oh, hey, look, a box. I wonder what's <laughs> in it. I, you know, and I could talk Columbo for a millennia, but I have to get away with murder by using 
a black room and regular black and white photography tricks. Uh, <laughs> it's foolproof. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have been there. Look at this negative. You're right. (laughs) 